Hello, and welcome to the very first of what will hopefully be many of our interviews here on Pilgrims and Prodigals. And it's not even an interview because this is a very near and dear friend to me, someone who's been around for just the majority of a lot of my walk with God and spiritual questioning and stuff like that. But I'm going to turn the mic over to her because you guys know me already. You've heard me talk for about four hours and two episodes so far, so... I'll turn it over to Ashley and let her introduce herself and who she is and what her favorite color is. Oh. Um, well, my name is Lady Rainicorn. I'm 26 years old and I like long walks to the fridge. And um, <laughs> I also have a joke for you. Um, why did the banker quit his job? Why did the banker quit his job, Ashley? He began to lose interest. Uh- <laughs> But I love how you keep calling me <laughs> Ashley. I said my name was Lady Rainicorn. Oh. No, anyway, I'm Ashley. Um, yes, I have <laughs> I have been around forever. <laughs> I am ancient. I'm actually an old woman. Okay. Your phone. Oh, my favorite down. caller. Um, that's um, this is too much pressure. Um, teal. Peach. Her favorite color is this is too much pressure teal peach. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows what that color is, please let me know. Okay, so I don't really know. We don't really have any topics or anything. I was just like, hey, Ashley, do you want to talk into a microphone and record it? She's like, cool. Yeah, sounds good. So today we're just going to hang out and talk. And, um, you know, you guys have heard a lot of the serious stuff. But, man, based off what everyone has heard of my podcasting so far, they probably think I'm, like, super depressed <laughs> like, just, I am super depressed. No, oh, actually, you're awesome. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like everything that I've talked about so far has been super real and deep and emotional. But man, there's a lot of things that bring me joy in this life, and one of those things is just having like good friends like Ashley around me, and um, you know, through the whole. Um, and I know we. This is something that me and Ben had just talked about. Actually, like feeling free to like name drop but through the whole debacle through living water the actual church that everything all the struggle and everything we went through you know and I don't say that to shame them but I don't know I feel like if something's a part of my testimony and something that I went through I don't feel like it's wrong for me to mention that I don't know I think you're good yeah so Having Ashley and other people around has been a real help for me, and uh, I don't know. I'm just – you guys have heard a lot about my story. I'll kind of just, like, give the mic over to her to kind of explain a little bit of, like, who she is, where she's from, um, how her walk and struggles and doubts or whatever she wants to talk about, honestly. Like, it can just – it can be happy things, sad things, whatever. Like, thanks for listening. <laughs> And after this episode, you will no longer listen. I'm just kidding. You should probably not do that because that's not Kate's fault, whatever I say. Um, anyway, so 
I don't know what we're talking about. Um, we, we already recorded this once, and it was just really bad quality, so we decided to do it again. And um, it was funny because Keith was like, yeah, we have to um, re-record this. And he kept making it sound like something bad happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what did I say? What did I say? And finally, Amanda told Keith that it was really bothering me, and he just was like, oh, no, we just need to re-record it because this quality was bad. And I was like... You couldn't just say that? So, pretty much, Keith scared the crap out of me. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to um, think. Uh, well. So how long were you at? Um, just a question for you, Ashley. So, um, you know, we both came out of that whole living water situation, but you leaving was a little bit different than me. So, I don't know, maybe start with, like, how long you've been going there, um, why you started going there, and just kind of why you left, I guess. Um, me, myself, I've been going there since I was in the 11th grade, aka around the end of 2007. So, I mean, I've been going there for a while, but I stopped going um, quite a bit before you guys. So, it's been about three years since I've called that my church. Um, I stopped going because... Um, in general, I just felt like the atmosphere was not conducive to, like, my style of life. Like, um, I when I moved to Indy, it was, like, the only time I ever heard from anyone was on Sundays. And it was, like, that was the only time anyone cared. And I was, like, it started make me, making me, like, wonder, like, okay, are these relationships real? And um, that was my first bout of, like depression and so in that I was kind of needing more than just a Sunday morning friend I was needing actual friends and then I just started cutting myself off from society and church was one of the parts of my day-to-day so that was one of the first things I stopped going to but I mean in that like I had felt like I had missed I think two Sundays in a row because of vacations with the family I was nannying for And I just remember, like, it was such a big deal. And they were like, we haven't seen you forever when I came in on a Sunday. And I was like, I've only been gone for two weeks. Like, I've been here faithfully every other Sunday. So I just started feeling like it was. Did they ask you for tithe? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I actually. I'm going to cut that part out or I'm like, no, no, you can totally keep that. Um. Seriously, I got in trouble several times for tithe. Actually, I remember um, the first time I ever got in trouble for tithe. Ryan and Tom and Lana, and I don't care about saying names because, I mean, and I love all the people. We, so we've, Yeah, we've crossed that bridge. It doesn't yeah. really matter because they, they know we're not out to hurt them. Yeah. I hope they know. Well, I mean, I'm not for sure. Yeah. I feel like my um, leaving was a little bit more of my choice than anything else, so. So I didn't have a lot of the hurt feelings, but, um, I know, I mean, I did, but for different reasons because relationship wasn't a value to them and that is a value to me. And, but, um, they called me into a meeting and they were like, yo, you're not tithing. So, um, you either need to start tithing or we're kicking you out of leadership. And I was like, all right, I guess I have to start tithing. And I started being like, so ridiculous about it. Like, Seriously, every amount of money I got, I took like 10% off of it just so I didn't get in trouble because I like had this fear. (laughs) And also with uh, um, that, 
some of the thinking on tithe that they have, which a lot of other churches have, so it's not like bashing them, but that idea of like if you don't pay your 10% in one week, for some reason you add an extra 5% interest rate (laughs) on top of your tithe for the next week, which is for anyone who thinks that is just like whack. like told me I was stolen from God. Yeah. And they actually, they pull scriptures out, which I know which ones they're talking about, which it was actually definitely not supposed to be inferred in that way. Um, and that's something to talk about probably more on a theological note, but definitely not right now. But uh, I don't know, just a note that I want to throw in there. Keith is using real big words. Oh, no. Battery's running low. Okay. Yeah, so um, Keith and Amanda are awesome, just so everyone knows I like them. I really like this charger because um, it's got like a blue line around it. So when it's laying on the ground, you always know it's like. I just love that we're talking about the charger now. I go from, hey, I really like Keith. They're really awesome. To, hey, I really like this charger because. I'm the best. <laughs> Wait, you really like the charger because you're the best? Yeah, because I'm the best. Okay. It's my charger, so it's the best charger. Oh, my gosh. Um, but. I can't handle Keith right now. Seriously. <laughs> um. Yeah, so church is fun. Go church. I am not against church, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm just against. Actually, I am against church. <laughs> L- let me also not get that wrong because um, I am. But I am not against other people going to church. I'm not against. It's just right now in my life, that's just not where I should be. I actually went to a show last week in Cincinnati, and I saw this band that um, it's actually a couple of guys from the band Emery, and uh, their names are Matt and Toby, and they played this new song off their new record that they're releasing called I Quit Church, and man, that song just really, really, really resonated with me. I just love it so much, because they're talking, they're not talking about like they're giving up on Jesus. They're talking about like, I give up on this idea of like, church, and like the building and the structure and the organization and the finances and the like it's literally just a big black hole that just sucks in everything and like i don't want to talk about it like every church is horrible but just based off the few church um kind of situations i've had since i've been saved like it's just been like that and i love people and i love the church i love the body of jesus christ i don't like people No, no, people suck sometimes, but sometimes they're pretty cool. Some people are cool, but most of them suck. (laughs) Right? Um, But, but no, like, I just quit this idea of church of, like, you know, wake up Sunday morning, put on my Sunday best. Like, I I was actually just writing a new song um, earlier this afternoon, and it's talking about how we wake up on Sunday mornings, put on our Sunday best, put on our our fake Christian mass and go to work or go to church and, you know, act like everything's okay. And we, we go to church and we clap our hands and we try to act happy and joy filled because we just, you feel like you just can't talk about what's real and what's really going on in your life. So, I mean, for me, I will, I will say it too. Like I don't like church. I have given up on church at least for the time being. Like I love being around people who encourage me to follow Jesus. Don't get me wrong at all. But this idea of organized religion and structured church, I just, I don't see it being feasible right now. No, one thing I like that you said um, was the mask, like how we kind of go in and put on our mask and we act like the person they want us to be pretty much is how it is. Um, 
Like I felt that way so many times in different church um, services and church functions. Like, well, I guess I'll be whoever they want me to be today. Because if I'm not exactly who they want me to be, then that means I'm um, I'm failing in some way as a Christian, or I'm not um, I'm I'm not praying enough, or I'm not <laughs> like all that like. Well, you must not be praying right because Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is making you feel that way for some reason. You know, if you really were filled with the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't have depression. You, uh, you'd you be happy. Care. You'd that be okay. That is the thing to me. Like, um, depression is a real thing. And yeah. it's, it's not always going to be cured by someone praying for you. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. anyone praying for my depression, thank you. But it's... It's still there. Like it's, yeah. it's not going away. I'm sorry. Um, it's in my brain. Like, not that God couldn't do something, but at the same time, it's going to be something that I have to deal with, like myself. Um, mm-hmm. I know. Like sometimes it just seems so much. Like depression is like legit something strong on my heart, especially um, the last couple of weeks because I've been super duper depressed. And it's not like a sadness. It's more than that. It's like um, like when you have your favorite drink and then you drink it all and then you're like so sad because you just drink all your favorite drink. But it's it's like an emptiness. Like you you feel like you're lacking. You're missing something or everything even. And I've, I've said it a lot the last couple of weeks. Like... Um, just joking, like making jokes about like, yeah, I hate that or I don't feel, but I'm, I'm not really joking. I'm, I'm being completely serious when I make a lot of those jokes because I don't like, I, I'm trying to be honest. It's hard to be honest to people sometimes because I feel like people really want to know the happy side of everything. They want to know your fake lies, <laughs> you like your fake truths, whatever <laughs> fake lies. <laughs> yeah. Like we have this idea of authenticity being like, Oh, I'm a Christian. So I have to be authentic to Jesus and be the shining example, the city on a hill, the salt of the earth, all this stuff, which is good, but you have to get to that place. You can't fake being in that place. And I think that's a lot of the times where we get it wrong, where we're like, all right, even though man, Either I'm depressed or I'm struggling with this or that or something's going on, but let me just put on my mask. Let me put on my Sunday best. Let me act like everything, I got everything together and I'm just happy and full of joy, even though on the inside life kind of sucks, but I can't express that. And especially in church because you're almost ridiculed and told like, oh, you just can't feel that way. Like if you, you know, so I I don't know, like that's just kind of my thinking on that. Like authenticity isn't being something you're not for the sake of the people around you. It's being who you are, even if it's not what you're, you want to look like or you want people to see like it's being real. Yeah. I tried to kind of live my life by that rule, especially lately. Like I'm pretty honest and open about most things. Like, of course I'm not just going to try to make every moment awful because I I also don't want to make other people feel awful because of me because I do I get like especially when I'm like really bad and like a kick like a like a bout of depression sure we'll say that um 
I can be. (laughs) Like, 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 uh, what is the measurement of about? (laughs) Like, like I need, I need a bout of milk. Can you go to the milk or the milk? Can you go to the store? I've ever heard anyone say, "I need a bout of milk." (laughs) Is "bout" even a word? Now that we're talking about this, I have, I really have a hard time with this word. Can we look it up? Can we Google? We're totally googling that. that. I'm gonna go with. I have no idea. Wow. Thanks, Keith, for making me sound stum. Stum. Yeah, I can talk, guys. I swear. Um, While Keith is looking that up, I'm going to continue talking. I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but um, I know that I can be pretty pessimistic when um, I'm not feeling up to it. I know earlier I was singing a song and I was like, uh, it said something about being alone. And I was like, yep. Well, that's because you're not, al- or Keith said, this isn't your song. And then I was like, yeah, it is. And then he's like, but you're not alone. But I feel alone. Like, even yeah. if there are 50 people around me, you can still feel alone. Yeah. What does about mean, Keith? Tell me. Okay. Not to like, you know, that that's an awesome story. I'm, I'm glad you're talking about that, but not to like disregard everything you're saying. It's cool. But bout, it is a noun. It means a contest or trial of strength as of boxing. So literally, bout is like you're fighting something. So I think that's like a perfect description that you use there with depression because it's like... And I didn't even mean to. You didn't even mean to, but you use it. It's like your brain's awesome. But it's like literally a fight. You know, it's not just something that you pray once and it goes away. Now, I do believe in like the miraculous and I do believe God can move. But the thing is we live in a world that that doesn't happen all the time. Like there's people who struggle with all these things and they think they have to fake it till they make it because they just don't have faith if they're not doing that. But the thing is there are real chemical imbalances that cause all these things that there are bouts, there are fights, there are struggles that we go through that we can't just ignore and pretend that they're not there. So now I like that word even more. I mean, come on. That word sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, it really is. It's a fight. Half the time my brain is out to kill me, I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, no. I I just really, um, like, I don't want anyone to think that we're just joking about depression. Because it is real. And it sucks. And, um but at the same time, it really is a fight, and it's something we deal with as we go. And I feel like lately, um, everything's been a fight. I got blood work today, guys. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't even cry. I'm, I even bought myself a gift. Because you know when you're a kid and like someone, like, yeah. if you don't cry, I'll give you a gift. Really, no one ever did that for me, but <laughs> I know that that happens. So I feel like as an adult... <laughs> If I accomplish something awesome, yeah. I should, I deserve a gift. Yeah. So I did. I bought me a dress. I'm cool. <laughs> well, no, people still do that. Like, yeah, we just, uh, what was it? Like you gave Elena 10 bucks to take her shots the other day. <laughs> See? <laughs> so I that, that still happens. Thing. I knew it was a thing. That still happens. She has to pay me to get shots when I go in there. Cause I'm scared of needles. Well, Amanda, you didn't pay me to get <laughs> shots. I'm a little disappointed. Anyways, so me and Ashley go way back for Rizzle. Um, we used to work together, actually, on third shift at this factory. We were the funniest, or at least we wa- we thought we were the funniest. I don't I don't think we really I don't were. I really think we but, were either. 
Because even, like, your friends, like, laughed at us, so... I think they laughed at us sometimes more out of pity than out of us being actually funny. Yeah. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, though, so if they were genuinely laughing, it could have still been just out of sleep deprivation. Yeah. We did tell the punniest jokes, though. Okay, I got one for you guys. Hey, Ashley. Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear about the fire at the circus? No, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but it was pretty intense. <laughs> um, I can I just please clarify that me and Keith sometimes spend hours saying puns back and forth. I'm pretty sure we were we're old souls. Yeah, and we're meant to be friends forever. Yeah, because um, I'm really like seventy. Oh, me too. I yeah. no, I'm older than you actually. So okay. I'm like eighty. You can be seventy. Can we do a whole podcast where we just talk in a Russian accent one time? Oh yes. Why did I talk? Wait, <laughs> I don't even know what I was just doing. Oh yes, in Soviet Russia. In you Soviet do not, Russia. You do not look at sun. Sun looks at you. Yes. That was terrible, and I should probably not use my accent <laughs> on because it's actually really bad. <laughs> <clears throat> in. In Soviet Russia, you do not wear your shoes. shoes. Your shoes wear you. That one was a little bit better, but not uh, not I said it sounds more Ukrainian than Russian. <laughs> which te- didn't Russia take back Ukraine? Anyone who's Russian or Ukrainian listening to this, ignore everything we just said. Or Russian Ukrainian, because I'm pretty sure Russia invaded Ukraine. Maybe. Ah, I feel like I really need to check up on that. No, that was Crimea. I, do they have a river? Because that would be awesome. Crimea River. Ow! Anyways. Um, wow, we are doing spot on on staying on one, one subject this yeah, time. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> um, So, what else could we talk about? We still, like, we're only 22 minutes in. I felt like it was so much easier last time. What, ha- what happened, Keith? No, this is great. I feel like this is this is a relief for me because a lot of the podcasting I've been doing recently has been like super heavy. So this is cool, just kind of relaxing we go and talking. In between heavy and joking. Yeah. Puns. Yeah, I mean, because that's like the part of it. Like, if you want people to listen to a show, which don't get me wrong, that's not what I'm after. Yeah. But you want people to enjoy themselves, have a joke, you know, have a laugh. You know, you want people to li- listen to a show where they feel like they can just, you know, pull up a chair, sit down. You know, have a drink. Unless you're a Christian. There are no jokes to be no. had here. If you're a Christian, I'm sorry. No alcohol, no drinks, no beer. Oh my gosh, that's the dumbest thing. Okay. Don't, don't, you don't want to go to hell, so don't do that. <laughs> don't listen to anything Keith says. He has drinks with me all the time. I had two beers earlier. See? Now, my, um, my opinions have always been a little bit different than everybody, but I definitely like to drink... But I feel like I'm not, when I think of calling myself a Christian, I I say that in a very loose way because I'm, I don't consider myself like, I'm never going to be over spiritual again. I'm never going to overdo it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not. Um, My goals in life at this point are literally like, so I've always wanted to do missions. So more volunteer, like volunteer in the United States or even abroad, like, I just want to help people and like the only time I felt complete in my life is definitely when I've been helping people. So, um, I want to do that. Like, but I don't want to do it strictly under the context of God, um, spreading God through the nations. Cause honestly, relationships are what 
usually make me want to talk to someone about God. Otherwise, I'm like, uh, and like, it's more of a, like, let's discuss it. And you tell me what you feel. And I'll tell you how I feel. And we'll kind of come to a mutual understanding more than anything, because I don't want to, I am, I'm just over the, like, let's bash people with our Bibles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my thing is, like, I just never, it's something that I always struggled with, especially being part of a charismatic church with um, the idea of, like, arguing someone into being a believer. Like, I just never, I never, part of me never thought, like, this is 100% right, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just something about it, like, when I when I think of, like, what is going to show someone that there is a creator of all that they see who loves them with an infinite love and wants to know them, like, I don't think bashing them over there with the Bible, telling them they're full of sin and filthy and wicked and, oh, by the way, God loves you. You know what I'm saying? Like I made a, I had like a parody intro that I was going to use for one of the podcasts, but I decided to go against it where I was going to like start off going like, you know, you're just a horrible person. If you're listening to this, you know, your life is incredibly wicked. You are just the most, uh, just immoral, the most idolatrous person in the world. And you know, you're probably struggling with every sin. I bet you killed someone. You probably killed someone last night. I guarantee it. But you know what? God loves you. Because that's what we tell people. You know, we're like, hey, your life sucks and you're this horrible sinner. But guess These what? Words and you're saved. Yeah, but, but guess what? God loves you. And that's true. God does love you. But I don't think, I think we live in a world where people are hurting. People know what pain is. They don't need to be told that they're horrible then even more horrible than they already know like because we're all born with this um we're all born with consciousness and this uh you know moral code inside of us we know what's right and wrong we know when we're lying we know when we're stealing and we know those things aren't good yeah so being told that now not only do you feel bad about it but hey by the way you're gonna burn in hell for eternity oh thanks thanks that really makes me feel great that's exactly what made me want to get saved, you know, oh, man, yeah. someone being like, Hey, you suck. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I feel like we really live in a culture where you're either one of them, like mm-hmm. someone who like is yelling at someone and telling them how awful they are, or you're complete opposite. But why can't we just be like in the middle? Like let's do relationships. Let's do love. Let's do, mm-hmm. um, let's go by our own compass and decide what's right and wrong and not fully. I don't know. Like me, I've read the Bible like 50 times at least like seriously, it's crazy, but I feel like I could literally never pick up the Bible again. And that's not going to change me saying I'm a Christian. Like I feel like I could literally never touch my Bible again and I would be, okay. Like I know what it says. I know all of the stories. I know all the lines, but I mean, if I was going and specifically debating with someone, I might like go and reread some things just to Mm -hmm. check out, but I don't feel the need to debate with people about the Bible anymore. Like maybe like talk about it. Like you tell me how you feel. Like let's, let's have a conversation. Let's, 
I don't need you to yell at me. I don't need to yell at you. Like, let's just, let's just be friends. Yeah. Like let's, let's stop trying to prove everybody wrong. Like as Christians, our goal is not to prove the world wrong and show them that we're right and we're superior than they are. Like, that's not the goal of it. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like love should always be the highest goal. Obviously. I mean, we know that's right, you know, but when you, when you use things like holiness and things like hellfire and all this stuff as a means to try and scare someone into the gospel, I just don't feel like that's ever going to be productive. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, there might be some people who respond to it effectively at first, but But how long does it last? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, yeah. And the Bible tells us that God saves us because he wants to know us, that Jesus loves us, that it's his goodness that leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many scriptures that point towards love, joy, happiness, the fact that he wants to know us. And there, God wants like more than, more than just us to know that we're horrible, wretched people, because we already know that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we live in a world that literally like will tear us down over the smallest things. Like, weight looks anything like mm-hmm. the world will tear you down you don't need someone else telling you that you're a terrible person like i promise we we know that we yeah i'm very 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 sure that i'm an awful person most of the time i'm not nice to everyone i sh- could be way nicer i could um i could do a lot more but i still do a lot too like i feel like i help a lot and i try my hardest, but I, I could always get better, like for sure. And mm-hmm. even the way I respond to people or react to different situations, I know I could do better and I could, and I mean, that's without saying anything about God. That's saying like me as a person, Ashley Murdoch, know, I know that if I push someone down in a puddle, that that's awful. Mm-hmm. And if I spit in someone's face, that that's terrible. And hey, speaking of people in puddles, baby, do you remember when oh you splashed that guy the other day? Don't be mean to her. Don't do this. <laughs> she, I want to tell you guys a story. That. No. So <laughs> Amanda felt so bad. She's being an awful person right now. And I, <laughs> I am. See, I'm just pointing towards God, good, God's goodness and his authenticity right now, how awesome and real he is because I'm not a good person. So. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> so anyway, so, so she was driving down the road the other day and... She was driving past this guy, and there just happened to be a puddle right as she was driving by and just splashed all over this guy. And she, like when she called me, she was like almost in tears because she felt so bad. She did cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, that's about all we have for today. Um, I thought we'd end on that story of my wife, so... Splashing a homeless man. Splashing a homeless man. Hey, (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I feel like I need to clarify for Amanda's sake that she did feel really, really bad and wanted to go back and help him, but Keith told her not to. Yeah, she tried to give him my coffee. That was my Starbucks, dude. Oh my gosh. But she did try to, and she feels really awful about it. Even hearing her voice when you mentioned something about it, she feels awful. I did tell her she should have went back, but at the same time, we do live in a crazy world, so... I'm. I don't know that I fully blame her for not going back. Yeah. I don't know if I would have. Because it it was it was um. We live in a terrible world sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, 
And thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And see ya. Sins not the end. Live on bruised, we are friends. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry.